Today, on Rogue Padron, three brides for three brothers, happy anniversary, master and mistress, wallow lot, and lavender short pants. <laughs> this is Rogue Leader, all wings report in. Rogue Six, standing by. Rogue Seven, standing by. Rogue Three, standing by. Listeners, and welcome to a very special episode of Brunch Padron. Um, <laughs> the only thing that's special about it is that I don't think that's correct either, though. Because <laughs> I think brunch happens between breakfast and lunch. That's where I'm at. It's fine. Okay, all right. Uh, New Zealand Brunch Padron. <laughs> oh, Damn. Dan, Dan, you need to come to New York City where brunch lasts until 4 p.m. At yeah, least. brunch lasts. Brunch it's, lasts until it's an dinner. All day thing. Wow. Yeah. Brunch is. Whenever you want it to be, basically. Just live your dream, Danny. This is why I pushed back so hard on you the other day on Twitter when you're like, burgers aren't a brunch food. Totally is. They're always on brunch menus. Totally is. Gosh. Anyway. Anyway, welcome to a very special episode of, fun, <laughs> of Brunch Potter. <laughs> the only difference is that for once we're recording when it's light outside. <laughs> recording a little bit early so hopefully nothing crazy goes on between now and next friday when this episode actually airs our luck this is going to be the week they announce a new x-wing series absolutely like <laughs> they're going to announce it on tuesday that's actually and why that, we're doing this if that does happen you're welcome yeah <laughs> glistening bodies we'll, to us we'll yeah. be sure to record earlier more frequently yeah Oof. But in case you are a little bit confused about your hosts, we have Danny, whose worst convention experience is waiting in line for five hours for that exclusive he wanted, but the last one is bought by the D-bag in front of him. Oh, I can really see that happening to Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Danny, I'm sorry. That's okay. It was me. I'm the one who bought it. Is that going to be mine? That, I mean, that's what happened, right? Because he sees me in line when I'm like three people away and he's like, oh, I really wanted that too. And I'm like, sure, you can just hop in front of me here. And then he grabs and goes, sorry, oh, buddy, that's just that's just your luck, I guess. <laughs> but then I'd mail it to you for your birthday. That's true. Because deep down, you really are a decent human being. Yeah. That's what the D and D bag stands for. <laughs> deep, deep down, you're a really nice. You're human a being decent bag. bag. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogue Seven would have to deal with the cosplayer who is wearing a perfect cosplay of her favorite extremely minor character, but then she never manages to snag a picture, and so the next day she's kind of ins- uncertain if they even existed. I have literally had that happen to me before. It is the worst. <laughs> So I was like, did I imagine Lou Jane? <laughs> I wouldn't even recognize Lou Jane. Yes, you would. You would feel it in your heart. Yeah. I would. It's zombie Lou Jane. <laughs> oh my gosh. Seth, every time that you're on the bus and you're like, there's a cute girl on this bus, that's just someone cosplaying as Lou Jane. Oh my gosh. 
That's amazing. We have Heath, Rogue 3, who has to deal with the person behind him in line, and this is the overnight line, who is talking very loudly about his favorite thing, but getting all of the facts wrong. Oh, God. (laughs) I would be so mad. (laughs) And I would just be tweeting angrily about it the whole time. (laughs) I'm tweeting so hard. And I'm Meg, Rogue Leader, and I would have to deal with the dude who stops by my vending booth, and loudly mocks my work, but still buy something. Oh, oh my god. Mm. Wait, did that really happen, man? I was gonna say, it sounds oh, like a real thing. That definitely happened. Oh no. Well, that guy is so a that- D-bag, and in this case, the D doesn't stand for decent. <laughs> <laughs> it stands for uh. dastardly. Yes, that's <laughs> Well, anyway, speaking of t-shirts, I have a question about Star Wars <laughs> Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Uh, go for it, Danny. So in Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, we had some TIE fighters, and we had some X-Wings, and they were kind of like updated, but there was a very curious absence from the Rebel fleet, and that was our favorite ships. The (laughs) Y-Wings. And so my question for you is, what happened to the Y-Wings? So listeners, this is officially Danny's last episode on Rogue (laughs) Podrick. I think think the Rebel Fleet realized they were useless and were like, no more. We don't need them anymore. And now they're all gone. Didn't they all just like perish in the second Death Star battle? Probably. <laughs> I think that's what happened. And they're like, why would we make more? They were already outdated when we started this thing. <laughs> that sounds right. What happened is they're so slow, they're still on their way to Dakar right now. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've yet to arrive. <laughs> <laughs> that's my theory. No, it would be cool to see them. Like, I know a lot of people really love their Y-Wings. Um, it's too bad they're all wrong. They're all yeah. wrong. And it's become this, like, fun joke of ours. And I think that alone would be enough to make me want to see them in the movie. It'd be like, ha a Y-Wing. Isn't that stupid? What? Slightly slicker Y-Wing. Stupid. Yeah, like so. Imagine that the Rebel Alliance actually realized that Y wings are garbage. Like how? Like let's say they wanted to update them. How? How would you like to see updated Y wings? It would just be a Z wing. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I think they'd have to like, be they less could round. Make a new like bomber craft. But doesn't the B-Wing kind of do that? Like, the whole... Because yeah. the, the problem, like, with the B-Wings, I think, in the canon, was that just it takes a long time for them to get produced. And so the Rebels didn't have the resources to, like, mass produce them. Um, but this is, you know, however many years in the future when they're when the New Republic has been a legitimate government, I guess, this whole time. I don't know. I haven't read any of the books. <laughs> 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 and so they could like make enough of those ships to be useful 
Yeah, yeah where are the B wings? They look yeah, like the B wing is just everything the Y wing wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> They've kind of been focusing on B this. Kind of been focusing on this policy of demilitarization. So I kind of feel like they'd focus their efforts on Y wings because they're like, what's the least violent ship that we can mass produce right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah, Y wings. But... No one's scared of those. That's true. I want like. Like, because the X-Wings got, like, an updated paint thing to make them look real nice. They also got a little bit updated. But, like, they were, like, white and blue, and that was really nice. Like, I feel like Y-Wings would be a little bit less ugly if they were the white and blue that the X-Wings were. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the color scheme on the OT Y-Wings is part of why I dislike them so much. I, they're, they're just not an attractive-looking shit. So, yeah. so, like, are you suggesting... They're a little too round and... Are you suggesting that the yeah. Y-Wings would fly faster if they just felt better about themselves? I think they might. I mean, I don't run very fast when I'm not feeling good about myself. I mean, it's That's a fair, fair theory. Yeah. <laughs> but also, okay, imagine the y Like, you know the X-Wing shot that everyone loved from the trailer where they're just going along the water and it's really pretty? Imagine if there were Y-Wings instead. That would not have been as good. Not no. been great. Not great. <laughs> no. Disappointing. I think we just lost a lot of Y-Wing listeners, though. We didn't have we any. We did that a long time ago. <laughs> Our stance on Y-Wings has been clear from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. They're just above Bothans in the list of worst things. <laughs> Ooh. Good, good question, Danny. Thanks. <laughs> you did not sound convinced. <laughs> I'm okay. so I don't see anyone wearing a Y-Wing t-shirt at Celebration or something. To, to our rogue Padron panel. Oh, no, I'll, I'll give him a piece of my mind. Was <laughs> someone dressed up as a Bothan wearing a Y-Wing t-shirt? A Bothan Y-Wing pilot? <laughs> oh <my laughs> it's everything we hate. I imagine that if we have a podcast stage time slot during, or during celebration, uh, there will be another panel at the same time of us that's like, why Bothans and Y-Wings are the best part of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I would not go to that panel. I hope not. You'd be with us on the podcast stage. Also, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of buying one of our Rogue Padron t-shirts at T-Republic, <laughs> let's jump into chapters 21 through 23. <laughs> we are the masters of product placement. <laughs> so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say at the very, very beginning here, I loved these chapters. They were very good. Like, mm-hmm. I, before we started this book, I kept saying, I'm afraid this book is going to be a bit of a letdown because like everyone's been hyping it up. And I will say that up until these three chapters, I was kind of feeling that way. <laughs> but I really, really liked these three chapters. So I'm excited for this. Good. I'm glad. This chapter actually had me laughing out loud. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the Wraiths are meeting the Hawkbat at Storinal. Their plan isn't really set yet, and it makes Wedge feel anxious. Oh, Wedge. It's always hard for him. What doesn't, to yep. be honest? Right. Wedge is... Which is always, like, keyed up. Which, like, I know that sounded kind of condescending, but it actually is meant to be said in a way, like, this is one of the most relatable things about Wedge. 
absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like big things make him anxious, and little things make him anxious, and everything in between. Right. Like the uh, one thing that we've seen him relaxing is like in hyperspace, or like just waiting in an X-wing, being quiet. Like those are his <laughs> same yeah. wedge. And like we said last week, everyone just needs a therapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just get one in there. Everyone needs to see him. <laughs> I mean, they have the Bothan, who's an expert on human psychology. Ugh, no. Ah, uh, yes, him. He won't have anything useful to say. But he's an expert. <laughs> the problem is, is that there are way too many unknowns. They don't know the makeup of the Hawkbat crew, even though so far it seems like Zinj practices the same, like, standard Imperial practices, a.k.a. not really any non-humans. And they don't know what disease they're going to steal. They know that they have to steal two TIE fighters as well, but they don't know what the security is like. They also, you know, have to clear customs when they actually get down to the planet, which if you live in America, you know things have not been going so well with that lately. Wasn't there, like a couple of books ago, wasn't there a passage where Kiritan lore was like, had something to do with hawk bats like there were hawk bats flying around his head yeah those i feel like we talked about this like living in that cave oh yeah yeah. he was in the cave and and he was like his only (laughs) friends were hawk bats and it was super creepy because he wanted the hawk bats to like feast on the dead bodies from the terrorist explosion he said Oh, I've forgotten about that. I think I just yeah, repressed that. It was really bad. I, I so appreciate that that's such little detail. And, and, like, not only was it a thing that we, like, randomly talked about because we pick out all the details in these books, but also that, like, Austin picked up on that little detail and made it the title of a ship here later on. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oof, just fun little that. continuity things like that. The one upside is that Storno is lush and green and very pretty. A popular tourist spot, so reasonably they could have a reason to be there and get in without any problems. Of course, Phelan only remarks that it looks humid. Can relate to Phelan. Yep. The crew themselves have also been a little bit unpredictable because we have seen some changes, what with Kel and Tyria getting together, Min and Phelan getting together, and Wiz no longer feeling... Uh, like feeling like he's a complete threat to Kel, or that Kel is definitely going to murderize him. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that we can keep using murderize as a verb now. I love it so much. <laughs> we I'm made so glad we wrapped up that plot nicely and totally never going to have to worry about that again. Absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, there's definitely. also a second. Silver lining, and that's the planet has a fair population of Gormorians, so Piggy can actually travel with them freely. Yay! Yay! Piggy, Piggy got to shine in these chapters. Piggy yeah. is great. He's so good. Yeah. Grinder, as they approach the planet, Grinder, the expert in human psychology, has to get shoved in a smuggling compartment, much to the delight of everybody else on the crew. <laughs> Front is also stationed in an X-Wing off of one of Storno's moons and is going to be used as a wild card if they need a distraction or if things get bad on the planet. And we, I just wanted to point out to everybody that Kel was afraid of Wiz Jansen, <laughs> who had to check both of his boots for his travel papers. Oh my god. I, this was so... <laughs> 
funny to me. It was so funny. Like when he said, "Your other check your other boot too." I was like, "Oh, that's a funny little insult." But then like he wasn't going to, and that's actually where it was. It was in his other. <laughs> I can identify with that so much. <laughs> so good. But this is the guy Kel is like Jansen the Stalker. <laughs> like, Jansen the Slayer. <laughs> He's so this afraid guy. of him. <laughs> so terrifying. Yub yub, lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> they make it planet side, and they are in the same city that the Hawkbeck crew is in. Wiz, Phelan, Lieutenant Tabane, and Piggy go first. Wiz is disguised as an Imperial loyalist from Bakira, and his three, and then the rest make up his three bodyguards. They make it there pretty easily, as well as Fanon and Tyra, who are... Fanon is a pilot, obviously very down on his luck, and Tyria is his very upset wife. <laughs> and so this is the second time they've actually brought up things from Bakura into this book, which I thought was pretty interesting, because the truce... In the, in the Legends, the truce at Bakura takes place, like, immediately... It's like the first book that happens after Return of the Jedi, I've read that one. So like, it's yeah, that's it's not, not very good. good. <laughs> that's the one that all the Bring Back Legends people went and bought in like protest of aftermath, right? Yeah, they chose the wrong book for that. Yeah, it's not good. Because <laughs> I mean, it involves things like Luke meeting someone and that he has a crush on, and then him just being a d a bad d bag about it. Luke bag bag about it. Yeah, well, like he just keeps kind of pushing and is like, well, she doesn't like me, so I'm just gonna get in her business and I'm gonna like read her secret file stuff and like intrude in her life more until she likes me. God, like five minutes after Return of the Jedi, Luke just like completely changes personality. Right. But the other part of of the book that they do mention, um, it's very in the beginning, um, this happened, I think, in the last chapters that, that we read, was that Wedge gets his hand stuck um, while he's, like, in space. And Luge, Luke, Luge, Luke is the one. Who, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luke is the one who comes and saves him. But, like, during that time, Wedge thought he was just going to die out there. After all, after, you know, blowing up two Death Stars, this is how he's going to go out. Yeah. Um, and then they bring it back here. With Wiz being a loyalist from that planet, who now is a, f- a friend to the New Republic, since they were the ones who came to their aid against aliens from the outer unknown regions. So there's a little background t- tie-in for y'all. Which, isn't that also literally the plot of the entire New Jedi Order? <laughs> yes. I feel like I've asked this before, but... Are we allowed to read New, New Jedi Order or no? No. Okay. Nah. No, you have to uh, wait for New Jedi Order Padron. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Because it involves quite a few characters. Um, like, you could definitely read it on your own after we're finished with all of the, with the X-Wing books. Mm-hmm. But not before then, because it does should read it a lot together. of characters. Yeah. We, we had a listener asking for that earlier we this We did. Week. Yeah, just a couple weeks. A couple days ago, we had a listener I want, ask if we were going to I want read to read every EU series with you guys, because there's no way I'm going to read them otherwise. It's no, true. No way. Well, <laughs> we, we must start with iJedi after this, mm-hmm. for some more Don't Cord forget about Courtship of Princess Leia. And oh yeah, we gotta do that. that oh yeah. 
<laughs> okay. Basically, so, we'll be doing this until we're in our 80s. We'll, we'll just be well, Crucible Pop will be like 87 dude. years old. Crucible Pop. <laughs> <laughs> I am not doing that. <laughs> hey, I'm tweet at us if you want to listen to Crucible Podrin someday. <laughs> so next up is the real challenge, and that is Face, Wedge, and Min. Really, the trouble is Wedge, because his face has been plastered everywhere, both in the very positive way and then also in a very negative way. So they are disguised as three yokel brothers <laughs> from Agamar, which Agamar is a planet that is known across the galaxy as being full of simple-minded folk. AKA every joke they have about stupid people is basically about people from Agamar. Even though Captain Harkness, who is, you know, piloting the Nightcaller for them now, is from Agamar. So stereotypes, people. <laughs> <laughs> they are Lod, Dodd, and Fod. Great names. Of course names. they are. <laughs> and they have arrived on Storinol to find some brides. Oh my god, this was hilarious. <laughs> when we when we read those names, the only thing I could think of was that listener response last week that was sad and mad Akbar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And now you get it. <laughs> this was just just the funniest part. And it's not just their acting, but also just how the official is reacting. Because at one point, Wedge kind of freaks out because his face grabs the customs official because he wants to know who that woman in, like, barely no clothing, a.k.a. you can see her ankle, um, <laughs> is across the thing. And Wedge is like, crap, he's going to call extra security, our covers are going to be blown. But when he, like, beckons for another, like, security guard to help, security guard's just laughing at him. The stormtroopers <laughs> just, like, shaking with laughter about this. And it's like, oh, okay, we're all right. <laughs> and it's just, it's just beautiful. Like pages 71 through 73, 271 to 73 are just beautiful. <laughs> they are literary gold. They, they so are. That was like the exact moment where I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is good. I'm into it. <laughs> right? Excellent. <laughs> they, of course, are passed through mainly because they just do not want to deal with them anymore. <laughs> and Kelvin comes down the ramp and plays the part of Distress Shuttle Captain very well, and everything checks out, and so he, he's also good to go. So the Wraiths have successfully infiltrated Storinol. Woo! Woo! We find out that the first group is nicknamed the Joyride Group, and they settle in, and Phelan and Tabane go to plan stealing the TIE Fighters while Wiz eats room services with Piggy. I really Pretty enjoyed great. that detail. Right? He's like, I'm just going to run up a large bill. Yep. <laughs> Screw y'all. Then the plague group, even better. And this is Kel, Tyria, and Fanon. They have to go travel to the capital city of Skohar and check in on the Skohar Xeno Health Institute, which is their version of the CDC. Then everyone's favorite group, Yokel Group. Mm -hmm. 
checks into a hostel and changes into the best vacation wear, <laughs> which of course is just the most awful, clashing, ill-fitting garments ever. And Min, Min asks Wedge, permission to kill Face, sir? And Wedge <laughs> responds with, granted, but keep your hat like Face says. Yes. <laughs> I so said that line. So, <laughs> question. Yes. I've I've often seen Hawaiian shirts being a thing associated with Aaron Alston. Is this the origin of that? Uh, you know, it could be. It could yeah, be. Yeah, I've seen that too. Because yeah. yeah, he would show up everywhere in this in just these shirts. <laughs> oh, so it was a thing he maybe, wore too. Yeah. yeah it was he always he, wore them. God. Yeah. But I don't I thought maybe he wore them because of this or like if he wrote this because he always wore them or well, he wrote, did he did he write these shirts with like a loving detail so maybe yeah. like i think it's real <laughs> i kept hoping here that we were going to get um rates on the beach like, remember <laughs> yeah, when we, we were did that so one close question about oh, and yeah there's that fan fiction that sarah wrote um so with everyone on the beach i thought like we were going to actually get that in the book here but we got close. We got close. We got close. We got vacation beachwear. Sarah's fanfic will still will still be the definitive version of the squadron on the beach, I guess. So thank you for that, Sarah. But the resort wear, A+. plus. Oh, so good. <laughs> In Chapter 22, we have the Yoko brothers are chatting out with the crew of the Hawkbat. They end up finding out some pretty good information, and that's that there are two Lombardic I'm just going to call them Lombada. The two Lombada clash <laughs> shuttles that came down in. Hawkbat's Perch and Hawkbat's Vigil. Um, Wedge, who I think is Fod, I don't know, has this great line where he's like, wow, it's so lucky that you got two shuttles that are also named Hawkbat, just like your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like the last line is just the Hawkbat crew member he's talking to you, covering his his eyes with his hand, and I'm just like that is so, so real. It's so beautiful. Um, that was that was the kind of thing I imagined coming up on Heath's Twitter feed. To be totally honest, when I, when I read that yeah. line, I was like, that sounds like something Heath would tweet at someone. Yep. <laughs> so good. It's so real. Yeah. Every everything that oh so good. Over with the plague group, also a terrible group name. Fanon is not a fan of Tyree and Kel snuggling while he's doing all the work. Hmm, I wonder they why. <laughs> they do end up finding a virus that would suit their needs, which is bunkered sewer disorder. Ew. Yeah, yep. super gross. <laughs> And it is, it's a good candidate because it's predictable, treatable, and basically gives people food poisoning. So it's not going to be lethal because as much as the wraiths don't like these pirates, they're not just going to kill them all. That's nice of them. (laughs) You're like, I don't really care. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. After all of this recon, Wedge, Piggy, Phelan, and Kel meet up in the Howler Bar, which of course is just a gross dive bar. Not actually the sweet single lady spot the customs official told Wedge it was. 
<laughs> they find th- their missions for tonight is that with the help of Grinder, Plague Team will still the plague. Phelan and Tanabe and Min will do recon on the Tide Bunker security. And then tomorrow, they will, one, infect the ships with the airborne version of BSD. And that Wedge, Phelan, Face, and Tanabe will steal all four ties. This is really just in case they don't make it out all with, like, if they only steal two, both of them might not come out intact. It's a better chance. If they still force, if they have four capable pilots, but we've never seen face in a Tie Fighter, so that might be interesting. They also, in order to create this distraction for them to steal the ties, they will have Rent strafe the spaceport to ensure that they can enter the base through the roof. Kel, being the super mature duty is can't stop pushing people's buttons, and he tells the bartender that Piggy and Phelan are celebrating their wedding anniversary. Technically, it's their fifth wedding anniversary for Masters and Mistress Wallowlot. This was a beautiful scene. Then puts her boot in her mouth yep. and, and uh. keeps remarking that it's not funny. And, and Piggy calls her out on it, saying that she only doesn't think it's funny because it's referencing marriage to a Gamorrean. And, oof. This was good. my yeah, favorite was part. Social justice Gamorrean. Yeah. It was really good. He just called her yeah. out. Yeah. Because he asked, you know, um, would, it, would it still, would it not be funny if it was with face? And she, of course, has to admit that it would probably be okay if she was with face instead. And it's just call out your prejudices right now. Oh, lady, lady. And, of course, Piggy is a good being and, you know, doesn't yell at her for it, doesn't, like, stomp out and get mad about it, but, you know, tells her very clearly that this is not okay and it does hurt him. And But then he completes the mission and they walk out, not arising any suspicions. Professional. <laughs> so Piggy A plus. Well done, Piggy. We go we kind of time skip it to later that name, and we see that Phelan hasn't always a bridesmaid, never a bride complex. And for whatever reason, she thinks that she thinks that everybody else thinks that she is second rate, even though literally nobody has done anything of that to her especially not maybe they have before but like none of the rates have ever treated her like that so she's got some imposter syndrome going on you know i feel that i can identify with that a lot yeah uh phelan manages to catch a ride with a food truck into the base and makes it up to the roof we skip then Back to Tyria, who is doing recon on the Xeno Health Institute. They figure out the only way into it with no guards is the waste event. Fun for everybody. Yay. <laughs> we go back to Phelan, who has fallen asleep on the roof, which maybe this is why you think you're second rate. I mean, and- also same. <laughs> Stop falling asleep on roofs. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a mission. You're doing recon. 
I mean, that's kind of literally what I did today. <laughs> you know, maybe so not. Maybe not a roof, but I did sleep in the mission. <laughs> <clears throat> but she is jolted awake when the hangar roof start- doors start to open. She holds on to watch, and she does figure out like what the pilots do inside to open the doors and all of that accessy type of things. But as they start to close, she loses her grip to the doors, and she falls the three meters to the ground. Dun, dun, dun. And that was the chapter cliffhanger. Of course it was. <laughs> I I for a second thought that's where you were having us end for the week and was going to be real mad. I had to like <laughs> double check what chapters we were reading. Right. No, one more. Uno mas. <clears throat> okay. So a plague group starts the infiltration via the waste vent. Fanon leads them, spraying the walls with a seal into bed, who will hopefully prevent disease transfer. <laughs> He's oh, a terrible dog. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Thankfully, though, they make it into the main levels with no problem. During their infiltration, they end up in a room of caged animals. While there, Grinder covertly steals a Storini glass prowler, which is a type of bug. Why he does this, nobody knows. <laughs> he just thought it was a good idea at the time. <laughs> so... Thanks, Grinder, for that. Yeah, this is another one of those moments where I was like, the rates are really weird, and I'm really into it. <laughs> They're super <laughs> weird. It's so weird. You just steal this bug for a second. Hold on. But he does it so nobody knows. Like, this is his backup plan of mystery. It's a bug, dude. Oh, he's gonna, like, prank someone with it, isn't he? Probably. Is he? I mean, I think he is, but I, I'm usually wrong. Given what we've seen from this group so far, that probably. Was, that was the very first thought that came into my head, too. <laughs> Be mature, Grinder. You're on a mission. Despite did being you, knocked out on the ground. just request that a Bothan be mature? Because, <laughs> come on, Meg, we don't better than this. I'm, I'm asking too much already. So despite being knocked out on the ground for about two, another two hours... Phelan makes it back safely. She hid herself in a cargo compartment of a speeder and then came back to the base once its owner left and stopped somewhere for breakfast. She's injured, but thankfully no broken bones, just a lot of bruises and twists and other things that happen when you fall nine feet to the ground. Her and Min are actually a pretty cute couple. Um, I was kind of surprised at that. Yeah. Yeah, it seems They're just kind of go against what we know about Min so far. Right. Because it would require him to, like, have emotions. He's (laughs) emoting again, though, after they totally betrayed him and (laughs) replicated his old squadron. I'm so proud of him. He's doing so well. He's doing really well. And they just have a good dynamic because, like, none of them, like, neither of them are being, like, Keller Tyria or... (laughs) Or Corin and Mirax. Like, she hasn't started, like, speaking, like, Shakespeare prose, even though she's together with somebody anymore. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Saf saying, I'm so proud of him, he's doing so well, is a good summary of, like, what our experience with these books will be. <laughs> like, by the end of it, like, we're just going to spend the whole time going, oh, no, oh, no, poor babies, no, no. Oh, I'm so proud of you. You're doing so much better. <laughs> yeah. So well right now. Gold stars all around. (laughs) 
We find out that Playgroup was successful as well, getting two small vials of B- BSD with no indication anyone was there except the sealant in the waste vent. And honestly, who is going to check that? Yeah, nobody. <laughs> I think they're safe. Their plan is to install a small detonation device into the vials before inserting them in the shuttles, like air intake valves, that later that night. Most of the rates go to infiltrate the shuttles, and they set and they get in with no problems under the guise of servicing them. Uh, let's see. Kel realizes they only have to put them in the air vent, which makes it even easier for them because they don't actually have to get inside the ship anymore. They, then we see uh, Yoko Group is basically standing guard, and they're trying to find a speeder to steal. But, uh-oh, as they're watching, the actual service skimmer is here. They refuse to cooperate with Kel and his fake team, so it's going to come down to a brawl. And that is where we end for this episode. <laughs> I really appreciated that Still a cliffhanger. It's still a cliffhanger. <laughs> Like every every chapter is a cliffhanger, except like maybe Yokel Squadron. <laughs> that what were you saying? The biggest again? cliffhanger. It's like, well, I mean, are probably... they gonna find wives? Only time will find out. <laughs> I hope so. Those those Yokel brothers. Will they see I more think... than her ankles? Tune in next week. Find out. Ooh. <laughs> maybe she'll be in just a t-shirt. What? Whoa, a bit much there. That is, that is like 18 plus right now. <laughs> <laughs> Getting it inappropriately weird here on Rogue Pod. Super. Super. Too many, too many knees. I'm not into this. Oh, knees are weird. Knees are weird. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing I appreciated about these chapters and like this goes a 100% against the thing I said last week but like the fact that it was 100% focused on the Wraiths without ever like taking a detour to like see what's going on with Warlord Zinj or like Admiral Akbar mm-hmm. or anyone else like it like it was yeah. just like this fun field trip and it was just completely focused on like this mission that they were all doing and the different parties yeah. it felt very cinematic that way it's really helpful to get to know the characters when you spend that much like uninterrupted time with them mm-hmm. right and it's definitely written in such a way where you don't get too much, though. You know, like thinking back on like the first X-Wing books where we would just have pages and pages of like Corin waxing about his father. monologues. Or yeah. Kit and Lore doing math for a whole chapter. And, and, th- and like space battles that just go on that you don't get like a lot of characters interjected into that. Yeah. Um, and then you look at these and like it skips between the groups a lot, like pretty often. But you only get really what you need. Mm-hmm. And you don't like have to read the detail of them. And now they're waiting for the access tube to arrive. And it's just that they came back. They were successful. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You know, and maybe telling you that one, you know, a paragraph for, for to tell you how in the heck Phelan got out of there safe. Right. Yeah. But it's not the we need to recount every minute of every day that like happens with the race. Yeah. This was good. I liked it. 
And speaking of what happened with rates, but not really because our question didn't have anything to do with that. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk listener questions. Um, last week we asked, what unnecessary modifications would you make to your astromech unit, like Vape's beer cooler? News of the Galaxy said, I would add a trophy shelf to my R2 unit and maybe I would have a glistening Bodhi on it if I ever won one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good. Oh, Salty. I think we're getting called out. News of the Galaxy <laughs> also said I would add an MP3PO to my R2 unit so I could hear Rogue Padron on the go. And then also said I would add a big foam middle finger to my R2 unit so I could flip off nerf herders without raising a finger. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really good. That's good. I would to see that. Like, can you imagine being in like a dogfight and then... You, you know, over you in the astromech is just flipping you off. Yeah, like you see, <laughs> you see your like type partner just being vaped, and you're gonna come around because you're so angry, and you're gonna avenge them, and then you just see this astromech with this huge foam middle finger at you. <laughs> so good. So good. I love it. That's the modification any of the race would have on their ship. Yeah. Yeah. Snoke said, "I would have an my astromech fire, Danny." <laughs> Wow. Oh, man, Snoke. That's savage. I'm into it. I feel like... Yes. With um, the intentions that Snoke seems to have for, you know, a lot of people in the galaxy, getting fired, I kind of came off pretty easy, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You at least get to keep your life i guess like at least he didn't send kylo ren after me and i had to deal with that punk ass son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) at least there's that (laughs) count your blessings danny i always do mika said i'd modify the speakers so my droid can blast the whip sound every time i take down a tie fighter or crack a dirty dirty joke i like that just like your a little sidekick making sound effects whenever you make a, a joke. It's good. Listening Peck sent us a photo of a lint chocolate dispenser as <laughs> what they would add. God bless. Very, very good. Sorry, I have to I mean, myself because there's a siren. <laughs> Hassan Scarborough said... My garnet and gold mech would be modified to play music from Jay-Z, Eric B., Rakim, Nas, Wu-Tang, etc. during battles and workouts. That's pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Nancy said she would add a popcorn machine. (laughs) You always need a a snack when traveling. Gotta carve up. I love the image of, like, the top of the astromech, like, slowly rising and popcorn, like, popping out of it. Yeah. That's super cute. I feel like that's probably a Star Wars product that actually exists. Like an R2-D2 popcorn maker. Doesn't it? I feel like it probably exists. Google it. And last but not least, Cole said he would add a toaster so he could have toast. Which I'm also into. Yeah. Who doesn't like toast? That's good. Glistening Bodie nominations, anyone? Oh, there is one. There is one? An R2 popcorn? I knew it. it. It's so good. It's cute. It's good. 
I nominate News of the Galaxy because yeah. <laughs> that yeah. saltiness is so good. We we need to give you something for that trophy shelf. Glistening tears. It's so good. Give him a glistening boar gullet. <laughs> <laughs> Worst. Oh, it's so good. And I want to give a slightly smaller glistening body to Mika because I just love that idea of telling like bad and dirty jokes and your droid just like buying into it every time no matter how bad the joke. <laughs> right, they have to. Yeah. yeah. Is that was that also the one with the giant middle finger? That was also News of the Galaxy. Okay, this okay. The- News of the Galaxy that, definitely gets yeah. gets one then. Because that was just so good. Yeah, so News <laughs> of the Galaxy News of the Galaxy okay. gets a glistening giant middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> can make that happen we might get kicked <laughs> off of the far far away radio network <laughs> but <laughs> it's a it's a glistening finger in your heart <laughs> it's not bad so congrats you seem to have forgotten body. who's in charge of podcasts these days oh right yeah. oh danny <laughs> like i not be kicked off now <laughs> we can do whatever we want that's a bad um, what do we want to ask this week? Wait, what about slightly smaller glistening body? Because I want the giant Piz to get one. The what? The Piz? Was it a Piz thing? The giant what? No one, no one said that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> completely hallucinate this answer. Like a, like a Pez dispenser? Yeah, no, no. no one said that. No one said that. <laughs> God, what <laughs> So, Saf, okay. you just awarded Saf. yourself a slightly smaller glistening pony. Exactly. <laughs> I just hallucinated it. No one said just, anything about that. I love right? it. Oh, that's so funny. No one said that. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. It's still early in New Zealand. Yeah. It is. Okay, uh, no, nobody gets a glistening pony. We gave one to Mika. You must have missed it. Yeah, I gave, I gave one to Mika for the... Yeah, the whip sound when you tell a joke. Okay. Make it deserve it. What are we asking this week? Any ideas? Mika's been on fire lately. Yeah. Their trophy club we, we might we might have what to about... rename Mika Mika Pex and then start a little hall Mika of fame Pex. where everyone who has pectoral muscles or once you've given received so many glistening bodies you get awarded pectoral muscles and you join the Hall of Fame. Wow. We'll start we'll start handing out glistening Mikas. Yeah, <laughs> glistening, just glistening pecs. <laughs> so many of them. Gosh. Um, why don't we ask what our like vacation wear outfits would be? Yeah, like what kind of oh, t-shirt okay. would you wear on your vacation? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I feel like I need to find an appropriate picture for this. Oh dear. Yeah, it would be good. Hmm. I would wear. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I would wear Jedi robes, mm-hmm. but uh-huh. instead of like brown, they'd have one of those three um, D hidden images stitched into them. A magic eye. Yeah, a magic eye. Oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> Oof, that would be a headache. I don't know if I can top that. Hmm. I would wear. Like, 
neon spandexy bike shorts. Oh my god. And just an overly large tank top that says sun's out, guns out, obviously. Yes. Yes. Yeah, or that says solar flare thighs bear. Um, would also wear that. <laughs> That's also good. And like three pairs of sunglasses because one pair isn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> like I would have one hanging around my neck and then a pair hair on my face and then like a pair on my and like resting on the top of my head just in case and a fanny pack obviously that is amazing that is my vacation wear oh my god i would wear swim trunks with dozens of little crying jordans all over them (laughs) (laughs) that would be what i would wear oh my gosh i would probably wear like a crop top that just had like really hideously garish fluorescent galaxies all over it because i like space but i need i need the colors too good okay just the crop top i mean i would wear like 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 short shorts like high-waisted shorts you know and they would also be garish all right listeners so hit us up on our twitter to answer this question we are at rogue podron on our Twitter, you can also find links to where to buy our fancy new t-shirts so that you can also be part of Rogue Squadron, except you'll never be quite as cool as us, I'm sorry to say. You can also find us <laughs> at Wait, our website. what's this about t-shirts? <laughs> we have t-shirts now. They're really exciting. And we are going to wear them at Celebration. Like, yeah, we are. And but I mean, if, if you we don't like to... t-shirts, you can get them and in something different, like a tank, a tank top, top a sweatshirt, a notebook, maybe a long sleeve t-shirt, a onesie for your small baby. And there's oh like God. a million like... color options. Yeah. So. And so, what like what thing. do you all suppose we would do if we happen to see someone wearing one of our t-shirts at celebration? We would give them something. Something. We would definitely take we a will, picture, that's a family good. photo. Keep it vague. We will, we're not committed to anything. Yes. Yes. We will 100% get selfies with anyone we see wearing our shirts. Definitely under a promise, high five of some sort. Under promise and over deliver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that go get a t-shirt. They don't have that awesome slogan on them, though, unfortunately. You can write um, it on a Sharpie, though. If yeah. you bedazzled the heck out of your t-shirt, oh, God. Yeah. you will do something... Yes. In addition. (laughs) (laughs) Underpromising once more. (laughs) I love how vague we're being. It's so good. (laughs) We have so many plans. You don't even know. Um. If I see you wearing a Rogue Padron t-shirt at Celebration, I will take out a Sharpie and write so many balls on the back. That's my promise. Yeah. (laughs) My God, that's amazing. Yeah, we can sign your shirt if you want us to. Oh, all have different slogans, though. Yeah, they gotta find we'll them. Go gotta find them all. Oh my god! Yes, because we'll all be in different places at all times of celebration. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> we are. Really, I'm planning to be glued to the three of you for the entire time. Fine. <laughs> Except not while I'm oh, sleeping. Okay. Please, all right. I won't sleep. Fine. So go no, get these shirts. Find us at Celebration, and we'll do cool things with you. Um, you can also find us at our website, <laughs> roguepodron.tumblr.com. No shirts there, maybe. I don't know. Email us at roguepodron at gmail.com, and subscribe to us via the Far Far Away radio feed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeedBurner, or Google Play. And also, leave us a very nice review. 
Shirts. <laughs> One last time. Shirts. Shirts. Get your t-shirt. Shirts. Alright, so that will do it for this episode of Brunch Podrim. Join us next time for X-Wing Rake Squadron, chapters 24 through 27. And with that, this is Rogue Podrin signing off. Pash out. Get me another mimosa. <laughs> Beautiful. Rogue Leader signing off. Rogue Six signing off. Rogue Seven signing off. Rogue Three signing off. This Everyone actually has like sports like, teams posters art. during the rest of the, the art. <laughs> because I like sports teams. Mm, yeah, I'm sure. Which is your favorite sports team, Danny? Um, the Penguins. <laughs> Good work. Philadelphia <laughs> Penguins. <laughs> yeah. Can you name, can you say what sport and what city the Penguins? Are? <laughs> <laughs> they are. From Philadelphia, obviously. And oh, they not. play <laughs> ball. They're not from Philadelphia. <laughs> do they even play ball? They play They hockey. do not play a sport that involves a ball either. No. Yeah. <laughs> you did so good, Denny. Okay, fine. Synchronized dancing. I don't know. <laughs> Danny, penguins, ice, hockey. <laughs> Come I think on. That makes sense. <laughs> And you were in the right state and the right first letter. Didn't Meg say Philadelphia? She did, did. but it's going to throw you off. Oh, that was really rude. <laughs> I thought you were my ally, Meg. <laughs> I was testing you. And then I said it was hockey, and then you said synchronized dancing. So I don't think you were listening at all. <laughs> so we're going to pop the cast or what? Let's do it. <laughs> New when, favorite sports team. When, when would be the best time to plug our t-shirts? Probably like, during the outros. During the, the outro. beginning, middle, and end. Okay. okay. Out, oh, outro minute, yeah. cool. Danny, you can you can use that as your segue into your episode eight, Star Wars episode eight, The Last Jedi question. Should we just like say the word t-shirts a bunch in the episode but not actually make sure what we're talking about till the end? <laughs> Everyone say t-shirts as much as you can. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's pod the cast. <laughs>